Hey, my friends, is Andy. Oh, look, it says today's CBD oil and wellness. <laughs> That's my old show. This is the Andy Falco Show coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California. And uh, sorry, I haven't done an Andy Falco show in a while. I've been busy doing the new feature show, which is called Vote PYL Vote. Um, that is a feature of the Andy Falco Show. I uh, just want to give you a couple updates on both the Andy Falco Show and the Vote PYL uh, Vote. Um, we have been asked to join a brand new fledgling network called, what's it called again, Hedia? Next Generation, <laughs> Next Gen, Next Gen something network, USA network. Uh, so um, we're going to be doing that. It's brand new. So that's why I'm still learning about what we're doing there. So we'll be doing a much like, I think some of the favorite things that feature people have told me in the past that I like is when I go through Facebook and talk about the, uh, the news feed, what's happening in the news feed, because that, that brings us uh, any of the, the most recent news and allows me to discuss and talk about some of the things that, um, what's that, Lovey? Am I going to join you to talk about the Oh, do you want to talk about it? I do. All right. Well, let me get to that part in, in one second. Um, and then the vote, PYL vote. The reason it's a feature is because uh, that's more localized and I will do, be doing it a little bit more um, in a, in a um, focused uh, effort to make sure that I don't come on where I bug people that are in Canada or New York and that kind of stuff. But uh, the Andy Falco show is a is a worldwide show that we're going to visit all of what Facebook has to say and go through some of the uh, posts that I put up and some of the, the comments from some of my favorite people like uh, the, the Mark guy that's my, my favorite fan, my best fan that I have, and some of the other comments that people may have from time to time. So that's what's going to happen. Uh, I'll make sure and get the next gen, whatever it is, show um, more details when that gets set up. We're just setting up some of the graphics and that kind of stuff. Looking forward to that and uh, seeing where that takes us. And um, uh, oh, one more announcement. We're working on some interviews for the Vote PYL Vote uh, feature that I have that's included in the Andy Falco show. All right. So um, what's happening in the news? Let's see. Not a lot. It's been pretty quiet. We got this one thing going on in Mar-a-Lago where they, uh, the FBI went and um, um, served a search warrant on the fantastic and amazing President Trump's uh, residence and went through uh, Melania's uh, dresses and uh, underwear drawers and that kind of stuff. And then, um, then we have some things that are happening in, in school districts in, in Fargo. They are banning the uh, reading or the... Um, the reciting of the uh, Pledge of Allegiance in school board meetings, not yet in the school uh, rooms, um, but that's next, of course. And um, what else? Oh, LGBTQ stuff. So we'll be talking about some of those things uh, through the Facebook feed. So let me go ahead and bring up this first one. And that is the one I just talked about. And that is what's happening with the uh, Pledge of Allegiance in Fargo. The school board had votes to stop saying Pledge of Allegiance at the meetings. And like I said before, that's that's just a, uh, you know, the, the pretense to, to going into taking it from the schools and then not allowing prayer and what, what have you, because really they're attacking that the fact that the Pledge of Allegiance says under God. And we know that that's the real thing that really bothers them. The, um, the gentleman who asked that it be voted on and it won seven to two. It's a pretty good school, a pretty big school board that they have there. That's uh, what seven plus two is nine, nine people on the school board. And seven out of the nine voted to ban it. Now, it's very interesting because I didn't think that that area of our country was um, 
was was that way. <laughs> yeah, I, I I had a uh, I had the idea and thoughts that uh, there's out of all the places, Fargo would not be one of the places that I thought that they would ban uh, the Pledge of Allegiance. But um, what we're finding out, and I think it's this is the bigger problem, is that those people in education have gone through the universities and colleges. And we're finding that that's where many of these people are, are getting indoctrinated in their, their uh, disdain for this country, disdain for anything related to God and the Bible. And that is even going into areas. We're seeing some things even in Tennessee. I think Nashville just had a similar situation. Um, and we're seeing that you're not going to really be safe anywhere. I know people are leaving California. We're obviously here in California. And then people are leaving California to go to these places that they think they're going to be safe from this uh, nonsense that's happening here in California. But it is spreading everywhere. And what the, um, the socialists, communists, uh, Democrats, liberals, whatever you want to call them, saw a very long time ago is that the best way to begin to take down in this country is through our school systems. And the uh, and as parents, we were a little bit um, blind or just not paying attention uh, until recently. And thank God for the pandemic, you know, in some senses, <laughs> that if it wasn't for the pandemic, we still might be in the dark uh, of, of what is actually happening in our schools. And, um, and so you can see that even in places like Fargo and Tennessee and even in Texas, that you're seeing this worm of socialism begin to make its way through some of these towns that we thought were safe from anti-God um, uh, issues that they're taking everything they can think of uh, uh, that is good and putting everything in that is against uh, patriotism, family values, biblical aspects and, and morals and doing everything they can to get that out of our school. So that's, that's one of the things here. I'm going to scroll up through the uh, timeline here and uh, wow. And I think this also might be a good thing to bring Hedy on. And I, and I would probably like to do that. I'm going to move my chair over uh, because I'm going to talk about these 87,000 agents that are going to be brought in. And this is a, a graphic, which is the, uh, and if you, you may not know this, but this is a picture of the O.J. Simpson chase where uh, I'm not I don't think my pick my car is in this picture. But I um, like many other Orange County, San Diego uh, agencies were involved in this chase. Some of us were on bridges over over the five freeway and other freeways that uh, O.J. Simpson was in pursuit. Um, but uh, this is just a graphic that says 87,000 IRS agents. And then in the white Bronco, it says the twenty dollars grandma gave me for my birthday in 1992. <laughs> because what they're claiming is that the uh, 87,000 agents that they're adding to something like 87,000 that are already in existence, that they're gonna, um, that there's no way that they're gonna take any of these agents and use them against anybody making under $400,000 a year. Are there that many people <laughs> making over $40,000 a year? that are just simply going to be uh, um, uh, investigated for not making all of the, um, uh, the, deductment, the deductions uh, that they can or having all the receipts properly um, uh, filed and all that type of stuff. Do you really think that that's what they're going to use all these agents for? And uh, no, they're going to be going after people that make $75,000 or less. I, I, what I understand that that's 90% of the investigations involved, at least that's one of the recent reports that I heard, involve people making under hundred thousand dollars. 
So what are they going to need these 87,000 uh, investigators for? We're going to bring on my um, amazing wife, Hedia Miramati, uh, to talk about what she thinks that they're going to be using these people for. And again, I'm talking about this particular graphic right here uh, and what uh, is going to be coming through with this new bill that they are, I guess, they're hoping to get passed today. Hello, Hedia. Welcome. You need a mic here. You need your mic turned on. Um, give me a little insight of uh, what you think that these agents are, are really going to be used for. Well, we didn't. You had you didn't mention that they're supposed to be armed and able to kill someone. Yes, that, so was, a, that was a new <laughs> that was a new criteria for IRS agents. Right. That they need to be able to shoot to kill. Uh, that was bizarre. But I think most of us uh, in the in the in law enforcement have always known that the worst thing you could do to somebody—that's how they caught Al Capone—is mm. sick the IRS on them, and especially for churches or wealthy individuals that are supportive of the conservative movement just harass them with IRS audits. Mm. And the most dangerous is if you start auditing churches and nonprofits that are pretty lazy about how they keep their books anyways uh, and sick the IRS on them. And my inclination is the reason they need that many is there are First Amendment protections. There are legal protections against auditing a church mm. because a different standard. And so they'd have to make a case that they met that threshold before they can audit a church. And so it would it it could be potentially devastating to our local churches, to our churches everywhere in the country, because they'd have to hire people to defend themselves against the audit. Do you think it's somewhat surprising that we have, you know, we have half the country against the other half of the country right now? We're very divided. Right. It, 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 this, we haven't been this divided since probably the Civil War that what seems to be Democrats who are all for this because every Democrat politician in the Senate voted for it. I don't think it's because, I don't think there's an American in this country you could walk up to and be like, would you be supportive of more IRS? <laughs> and they'd be like, oh, absolutely. I don't think so. I think they voted regardless of what their population said. And that's why mm. I really encourage people to tell their friends and tell their neighbors, you got to contact your local congressperson because it still has to go to the House. Mm -hmm. uh, to contact your local congressperson to fight against this bill because I don't think there's anybody on the planet, Democrat or Republican, that wants more IRS agents. You think for for what reason? You know what I mean? Like, well, what ration? Unless you specifically told them we're going after Trumpsters. Yep. Well, speaking of that, I'm gonna go to this next graphic on my on my Facebook feed. I don't know why it keeps doing that, uh, but this is just a funny graphic that uh, has um, uh, Charlie Brown and Snoopy and the FBI are going through Snoopy's doghouse, and he says, uh, "I knew playing in red baseball caps was was a mistake," and uh, that brings me to what you just kind of just said is that. You know, there's so much being said and there's rumors and there's leaks and all kinds of stuff. So I'm not going to I'm going to try not to go too far in all the other stuff. But do you think that this this search, the serving of the search warrant at, at President Trump's uh, home, his residence, it, there's more to it than just him, that there's oh, trying sure. to send some type of signal to conservatives, conservative Christians, people and supporters, the ultra MAGA people that you mess with us, we're coming after you. And we've seen it. We've seen them come after people like Dr. Simone Gold, like General mm. Flynn. The first people should realize, and that's what they even said about the Holocaust, is first they came for, you know, the stranger and I didn't care. Then they came for my neighbor and I didn't care. When they came for mm. me, I cared. You know, right. it's some old saying. So it's just an abbreviation. But we should have seen that that alert come up when we saw what happened to General Flynn. 
because the fact that they did not hesitate to ruin that man's life, despite the service to the country. Now, remember, he's not Trump, who's an outsider who came in billionaire that people had a lot of opinions about to begin with. General Flynn was a respected four star general and they destroyed him. Yeah. You know, even now that even though he's free, they destroyed his military career, his professional career and his reputation. Uh, and he spent time with General Flynn. Yeah, know him very well. Amazing uh, human being. Oh yeah, you don't see him as a tire, uh, some type of uh, a, a spy, Russian spy. I, I mean, this is like <laughs> the last person on the earth that would have been a Russian spy. Literally, like if you found all the people in the world that you can gather in a room and ask who would be a Russian spy, he would be the last anybody would choose. Oh, hey, you're obviously your shill for. <laughs> Or the Communist Party. Uh, you know, really? I'm telling you. And that the problem is that we're all potentially the next victim. And what the left is saying is, yes, everybody should feel that nobody's above the law. Well, you say that when it's not you on the chopping right. block. You know what I mean? But you should be concerned. And that's what the libertarian philosophy generally is. They care about everybody's rights. We don't want an overreach of government. We don't care who you are. Right. And maybe that's the point the conservatives have to get to is that, or have to articulate well, is it, this is not just about us. This is about our, what we believe in, in this country. We don't want anybody to be subject to malicious persecution, prosecution. All right. We're going to come back to president Trump. And I don't go anywhere. This actually, this next one is for you too. And what do you think of this particular uh, meme I put up? Oops, sorry. And that is um, my wife just stopped and said, you weren't even listening. Were you? And I thought, that's a pretty weird way to start a conversation. <laughs> I've never done that, have I? No. No, of course not. I listen to you all the time. All right. Elon Musk had a little bit to say. And um, uh, and so we already talked about the 87,000. Did you want to what have was something? It? No, I didn't. Well, I if I open it up, it. it's going to go into another window. But let's just open it up here. And we'll see what, uh, let me bring us back on the camera here. What did uh, you say? Oh, my gosh. I, because these, I don't, I don't want to. It wants me to join and pay for something. It won't let you. To. How will it not let me? Only if you have an account. And you do have an account, but you got to remember log your in. login. No, I can't remember my login. <laughs> he weighed in. He And did he say it was a bad thing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I forget. I read it so long ago. I think I read this is from yesterday, I think, or eight hours ago. I read it while I was sleeping. I was barely awake. Um, I'm sure he wasn't because he's a libertarian. Yeah, for sure. Um so here, this is the next thing I want to say. This is my post, and I, I love the word. I love the word. I love the word nitwits. But it says so. The same nitwits wanted you to believe President Trump was a Russian spy. Want you to believe he took home a nuclear warhead, and uh, you know, obviously, I was kind of going over the top there. Yeah. But they, that was the again well, the suitcase was like, code codes to the suitcase. This and this is football, right? And this is the thing that I think is just so stinking hilarious is that, and I brought this up to you several times, and I brought it up on other shows that I've done. And that is you have this man, President Trump, right, who's who little did we know, apparently has been pretty clean throughout his life. As, as much as we know him to be a little bit of a philanderer and, uh, you know, cheating on one of his wives, if not both of his wives, who knows? Yeah. Right. I mean, there's that's one side of us. But on the other side, apparently this guy has done nothing illegal. You have had no less than thousands of people investigate him, attorneys and uh, uh, politicians and AGs and IRS. IRS. And he goes through these seven years of nothing but investigations. They've, they've literally gone up his butthole to look and find, they, I'm sorry, to, to see if they can find it. They find nothing. He might not even have a polyp yeah. at this point. And you really think that he went home 
when, and he he didn't pack his boxes. That's another thing that they, oh he he took home. He's not the one who does this stuff. And, and I'm glad I heard you were listening to a commentator, and mm. I liked the point that they made up. So TSSCI uh, clearance means mm. that that document is kept in a secured facility. It does not get transported. The only way it gets transported is in a special briefcase. So I don't know what the president's like handling of TSSCI documents would have looked like, mm -hmm. but they have covers. They have these bright red covers on them and the documents in this bright red cover. And it's adhered um, from the ones I've seen are adhered inside that red cover. They do everything possible to discourage you from removing that document. It is not surreptitiously mixed in with your laundry list. Right. You know, so it is for him to take a document that relates to nuclear technology in any way, shape or form with that big red cover and stick it in a box. First of all, for a man that's that clean, it's extremely unlikely. Second of all is... Is he that dumb? Right. Is he that dumb to stick it in the box? Obviously not. He's I about mean, he's 70, down his pants. He's like some like almost 80 years old if he's not 80 years old. You I don't know, know 70 something. But if you want to steal the document in the big red pouch, you wouldn't stick it in the box with right. that you know everybody and their mother are going to be going through and that 15 other people handled, that his chief of staff looked through, that his national security advisor looked through, that his assistant looked through. He's going to stick that bright red document in the thing. <laughs> right. You know, like, well, that was my point is that you have seven decades where they could have found something, right? Anything that he didn't file the years. proper taxes. No, it's 70 decades. I mean, they looked through everything. They oh, looked through his totally. taxes. They looked through his history. They looked through his driving record. They've looked, they, again, they've looked through everything. Yeah. And you think that out of those decades there, he didn't make a mistake that they could do anything with him on, other than, again, the, the, the typical man stuff that you think he's going to make a mistake now? With the, he's probably tripled the amount of attorneys that he had before. Yes. I mean, we've seen these attorneys that come out from everywhere. There's like one of Donald Trump's attorneys, and it's like a different, it's a different person. Different person. Like he's like, it's like there must have been. Oh, five. And like he wouldn't have called Rudy and be like, listen, I really like this document. I mean, like, I really want this. What do I do? Yeah. I mean, you know, he would tell him to take an exacto knife, cut it out of that folder, stick it down his pants. <laughs> not like stick it in the box. You know what I mean? Like he, he's just not that person. He's just not that person. Now, did he miss, make a mistake and take some for FOIA information, like uh, for informational use only uh, document that only has that written a little bit on the top? Mm. Okay, maybe. But a TSSCI document is really, I, I'd be totally, absolutely shocked mm. unless it was planted. Media wants to pretend that there's just like, this is such amateurish stuff. Like they're going, well, he could have done it. Do you not understand, you don't understand the, the, the number of that. people that are involved in these things, the number of protocols that are involved in these things and the attorneys that are involved in every aspect of packing a box probably in this yes. case, like, you know what? We better look through this stuff to make sure that nobody can do anything uh, to say that we did something wrong. Yes. And the, uh, the times that they gave him subpoenas and he said, come on in and even went down as they were going through some of the stuff at Mar-a-Lago and said hi to the FBI agents that were serving a subpoena that he, he, he can he knows. So he, he knows now that they're looking at all of his stuff. He's, he's going to get anything out of here that's going to cause anybody. Exactly. And that's what anybody would have done. I also think it's a ludicrous proposition that Secret Service were unless somebody intentionally asked the Secret Service to do that, that they would betray him. I don't know if they've said publicly or not that it's the same agents that were with him, or at least some of them are the same agents. But I had spent time with his Secret Service staff and Don Jr.'s. 
on three, four separate occasions. And those guys loved them. Mm -hmm. Like the, they would take a bullet for them at a right. second. And so I can't imagine one of those guys being like, he's got a document in this box. There was some that went on the other day, on, I think earlier today, who was saying, oh no, everybody hated him and everybody Absolutely despised him. And untrue. he is a tyrant and he's, you know, nobody liked them. There's books out there that said that people like him. And I'm going, you guys are freaking crazy. I mean, at events that were 12, 14 hours long, mm -hmm. like I was with some of the Secret Service at, at an event with Don that was three days long. And those guys were there all three days on their feet. And they were just, just um, amazing human beings and loved them, like mm -hmm. loved the family. Oh man, I had something I was gonna ask you about that. Oh, so you've you worked with and for the FBI. Yes. And you've seen these uh, men and women at work and you know what it is that they investigate and how they investigate and how much maybe and quite possibly they love this country and love their yes. work. Um, is there not some level of disappointment in your heart about seeing what they been, how they've been used by the Democrat, the, the AG and everybody else involved here to really sully their reputation? I mean, I experienced it firsthand. Our mm -hmm. program was um, effectively killed by suffocation um, by the Democrats. So once Trump came into power, they didn't allow anything in our project to move. And it was so upsetting to watch what they were doing. And I just can't imagine how the agents feel now. Like Is it because they didn't want reason. President Trump to have any success? They didn't want success. They just didn't want anything new, anything innovative, anything good. They were just, yeah. everything stopped. And at the wow. time I didn't know that it was about the Russia investigation, but you know, I've told stories and anecdotes that we weren't even allowed to go over the, to the White House to visit friends or colleagues or people that we'd worked with. <laughs> because no FBI agent was allowed unauthorized inside the White House right? without permission from the seventh floor. So I got this other meme here that says, um, they didn't go after the big guy, which is God Dementia Joe. They didn't go after Biden's crackhead son who left his gun, you know, and he's, he's a, a, a crack addict who shouldn't have a gun. So the ATF didn't go after him. They didn't go after Pelosi for insider trading. They didn't go after the Clintons. They didn't go after Epstein. They went after the one man who promised to expose them all. What do you, what do you think about that? That this is about keeping him from being able to, to really now, he, he went through an effort of the, the um, of draining the swamp when he was had that first those first four years. But I, I'm pretty sure that he thought he could do it with the people that were still in Washington, DC. He didn't realize who's in Washington, D.C., even Republicans, that he was betrayed because he thought, well, I will just count on some Republicans that will do the right thing. And maybe there are a couple of Democrats that will do the right thing. And that is that is not even close to being reality. Do you think that it's they're just so afraid that he's going to come in now and, and finish the job? Oh, you mean if he wins? If he wins, if he, oh. if he comes back in, because this is really you know that this is all about keeping him from running. Right. For I, I just think that they just don't want anything to do with him coming back in. And I think people are a little traumatized about the thought of even running a race against him mm. and what that's going to be like and what that, how contentious that'll be. And, you know, the controversy about the voting and how, just how, how acrimonious, just how difficult it'll be and damaging for a lot of people. I just I think they want, they want it to stop. I think I just want to go one more thing with this, because, again, it's being talked about all day long and no matter what channel I'm sure that you're going to, um, it's being heard. But I just want to 
really visit this this one point. One thing that I do uh, for a living is that I do nothing but look at warrantless search and warrants. That's all I do is is look at this aspect of it and look how a a how law enforcement can do things to get inside of something to look for a crime. That's one of the things I really hate about law enforcement. I spent 21 years in the police department. And one of the things that I hate and the reason I do the job that I do is that law enforcement using something to find something they can charge somebody with. That's not the way our law enforcement system is supposed to work. It's like we have a report of a crime or somebody saw a crime happen or we as law enforcement have through one way or another uh, have, have uh, found that a crime has, have, has been committed. And now we look for evidence to prove our case. That's different yeah, than going, you know what? In the cases you look at, I'm like, wow, they just get this dog to sniff and say, oh, a crime. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is so bad. <laughs> it is. And again, I go back to this. One of the things that with the school boards I've come to realize or come to learn is that how incompetent we have people that are currently in the positions they were in and nobody saw it until now. Until it, until the light turns are on. Are they incompetent or they're just devious? There's some incompetence going on. Yeah. Why? Why but would the FBI? Why would too. the um, uh, Merrick Garland um, and the FBI go? Okay, listen. Let me just go one more thing. I'm just want to make I want to make sure and set this up correctly. Is that when we uh, as police officers would show up where somebody's like potentially dead, and we get there, and we go, and it's like somebody that has cancer or somebody that's you know, you know, just have some, some type of medical assist where they're on the ground and we go out and we touch them with they're cold <laughs> and we can tell. But one thing that we often said is that, you know what, we probably should do something because you got family members that are just completely upset and, and we'll give CPR sometimes, even though we know we're not going to save them. But it, it, it gives like it gives the family the idea that we're trying to do something uh, and it's, it's to help them with this thing. And so we give the appearance uh, for that reason so that we. Um, don't have anybody come back on us and say they came in there and didn't care. Right. All right. With that premise. So then we have uh, Merrick Garland. We have the FBI who are supposed to be the tip top of the most professional people and leading law enforcement agency in the world, supposedly. And they go with this idea that they're going to search the president's uh, residence, the former president's residence. And they forget that they just forget that they, they served a subpoena and they comply with the subpoena. Why, why, why go from a subpoena that worked before to get in there where he said, I, whatever you need, go in there, now come back with a search warrant? Because a search warrant means that, you've, that you think he's going to destroy it right? or he's going to use it against the country or something like that before you have a chance to find it. I mean, the, the exigent circumstances have to be such so high. Why, why would they not try a subpoena first? All I can speak of... Uh, other than what's in the news is mm -hmm. my personal experience on deciding whether somebody's going to be turned from a guardian investigation in the FBI mm -hmm. to a preliminary to a full. So uh, the decision that's made, so the guardian stage is basically they're on their radar. So they have some investigatory powers to find out, is this person potentially a terrorist? So a threat. So there are pieces of information gathered from open and closed sources, classified and open sources. And that information is cold, is, is collected. Mm -hmm. And whether it's the agent and his supervisor and from the supervisor to the SAC in charge of that office um, and maybe an assistant director as well, that 
look at that evidence, look at all those pieces and say, okay, I think this counts as a, as a preliminary. We're going to move this person from a guardian to a preliminary. And then at the same time, there's another review that happens to take it from a preliminary to a full. Mm-hmm. And then when you're going from a full to an actual, we're going to indict, that goes over to DOJ to make that decision. So normally there is, it's, so there's a lot of subjective things in there, right? So when I got, when some of the cases that they asked me to look for, because they were asking me to look through transcripts of conversations and say, does it, based on your um, personal knowledge of how Islam works, is this conversation dangerous? So that's the expertise I was lending was based on all the information they had, that piece of it, could I offer some guidance or, or some knowledge about? Mm-hmm. So it's always a subjective choice. It's a gut instinct. It's a, do I have enough pieces? There is no objective way to say these four pieces indicates a crime. So I think what happened in Trump is because it's not going through the normal channels of five agents or three agents going to their SAC saying, what do you say? Do you sign off? Him sending it to the AD, do you sign off? And then it and, and then it's done. It's signed off and they're moving forward. I think it was handled at the highest levels. And therefore, they were able to subjectively decide the smallest crumb was going to satisfy the need for this warrant. So they there was a change. To- so there was a change. So in other words, there was a subpoena, mm-hmm. there were documents received, and there was additional evidence provided that was not part of what the public is seeing, that they say that warrants us issuing a warrant. Okay, yeah, let's say that all that is true, has happened. Because again, you don't want anybody to come back later and say, look, there, it, it, I guarantee it happened. But the thing is, is any of us going to think that that was enough? Okay, It's a subjective decision. Okay, let's say that it was then why would you go to a magistrate and not, a magistrate is a lower level judge. It's a civilian. And sometimes they're not even really, they, they're not judges. They're standing in for a judge. A magistrate is a, a lesser than. But isn't than. that what you have to do at a local level? No, we're not. We're talking about going after the president of the United States, former president of the United States. At, at this level, you're going to go to a magistrate, which is a lower level judge and not go to a level three judge, which is the highest judge. Again, the perception is everything. Yeah. Why? Why would you go to something that's lesser than? Like, why would you go to? Why would you go to a traffic court judge to get a search warrant? As which long isn't... as it's legal, mm-hmm. it's easier. Well, it's easier, but again, you're going to come. You're going to look. I mean, there's so many things here that it, it just is not. When the when the Democrat when the Democrats have been proven to. You got the Russian collusion. You got the impeachments. You got the the Hunter Biden laptop that they said was right. All these things that are not true. At this point, you're not going to say, "Okay, listen, we've gotten caught on all these other things that are not true. Why not?" But they haven't gotten in trouble for them, so Mm. their base is still rallied by it. So, so what did they do about the dossier? They're like Mia culpa. Oops. He seemed credible. (laughs) He seemed credible. Like, what about him? Seemed credible. Seem credible to us. It's subjective. They had it was enough for reasonable minds to say <laughs> it was credible. You know what I mean? It wasn't like they falsified the dossier. They did. No, the uh, external people falsified the okay. dossier. But and- Andrew McCain didn't falsify the dossier. But he knew it was because. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I, I I I know Andy is a friend of yours. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> was a former friend. He's the one that got me hired. So I do have a little bit of loyalty to Andrew McCabe. I'm very disappointed in how he's behaved. But I, I just think there's a certain degree of separation. Mm. I, 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 I like to believe there's a certain degree of separation. So if somebody else was was soliciting that dossier, that when it finally landed on his desk, he didn't know that it was entirely false. You know, he was just like, who wrote it? Okay, Christopher Steele. Okay, what kind of guy is this? You know what I mean? And they let it go. It was enough to let it go. Was it reasonable? Was it rational? Was it smart? No. But they but they don't get in trouble for it. So why not continue no. to do that? It's the same thing with this. They'll say, if this turns out to be a, a nothing burger, then they'll be like, well, we had this additional evidence. Somebody came forward and said that he, he took this document. Remember, ah, Remember the whole controversy in the January 6th trial where the um, chief of staff for Jim Jordan, whose office was 200 feet away, said, um, I think he was uh, that he tried to grab the wheel of the, of the yep. beast. You know what I mean? And I actually believed her listening to her, you know. So but the Secret Service says that's absolutely ridiculous. Did she have to apologize for that? No. She's like, I heard he did. But it's out there in the in the. It's out there. And people believe it. And and a lot of people believe it. So it's the same thing with this. They have to say, we got an informant. He said there were documents. And when you have the chief of staff of Jim Jordan, who's 200 feet away, coming forward with stuff like that, who knows who came forward and said? Anybody in that White House could have come forward. It could have been her. Right. Who said, I saw him slip this document. I don't right. know where she he worked for him for a few weeks, like six weeks after he left the exactly. White House. So you can say, I don't, I don't know where he put it. But he <laughs> yeah, took I didn't think about her before. Oh yeah, there's, but there's, how many of her are there? No. You know, yeah. people that were disgruntled. I mean, I have a very dear friend whose name I will not disclose, <laughs> who I worked with for 20 years, who was horrified that she worked in that administration. Like she couldn't believe she can get a job after. You know, she didn't, she was so dedicated to the portfolio, she wouldn't quit. Um, but she worked in the White House for four years and hated, and hated him. Wow. Yeah. And everybody knew it, or at least your friend knew it. No, my friend knew it. I don't know how many of her colleagues knew it, but um, yeah, it was, she said it was the worst time of her life doing that, but she wow. just loved the work. All right. I have so much more about Trump and we're going we're gonna to leave it there. Um, but I want to get to this, this other story that, I mean, you have so much, so much connection. 22 to this years, stuff. <laughs> 22 years. Here's one. I, uh, I'm sorry. I don't have your name up there. This isn't, this wasn't on purpose. This, no is, problem. this, this is my show. <laughs> it's your show. My show and you're visiting. Um, but we have this here that just came out today, and that is the um, LAPD sla uh, slashes homicide division to just 10 people despite oh, spike in murder cases. Okay, horrible. friends, listen, listen to me. Listen I, to me. I, I think I'm going to call the chief and complain about that because that's disgusting. Anaheim Police Department has at least 10 investigators. Anaheim Police Department, which is a fraction of the size of uh, the, the area that LAPD covers and a fraction of the population. Is that in the major crimes division? It's in the, the homicide. Uh, is that LAPD, a separate division? Metro, I would, I would oh, think anything okay. Metro. LAPD slash homicide division. Yeah, ten to just ten people. They only have ten investigators, and and the homicides are on and that's the rise. Uh, Guacon or whatever the guy we're trying to kick out. No, he's county, but I mean everything has to go through yeah. him. He's the county yeah. DA, but he doesn't have any influence. This is the city council. Oh, and the, and the oh, and budget wise, budget wise and they have no choice but they to cut so it's not the, the chief's fault well he had to cut somewhere 
I'm sure there's a lot of other things that are being cut right now. Okay. But um, can you, and you're, uh, Beverly Hills is their own police department. Yes. But what and I said, very what, dear friend of mine's what I said in my, in my comment on this post, so this is horrible for LA, but it is not good news for us neighboring counties stand by for higher crime in and around LA. And, and I bring that up because everything comes, I, I can't tell you how, the guy that I had to, I got in a shooting with, he was from LA. They came down for a robbery. Uh, I've been in pursuits where they start in Anaheim and they end up in LA, South yeah. Central LA. They end up in LA. Why do we have smashing grabs now? Because those people are just they, they come in. They, they, yeah. They've done enough. They've done enough. They they ran out of victims. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to come out into Orange County. I mean, this is just a nightmare. Now you've had friends, and one of your closest friends is from LAPD, and I can't imagine that he's. Um, that he's he's not happier than he's ever been. That he's no longer at <laughs> all LAPD. Of, all of my dear friends from LAPD are out. <laughs> They've all left. But I I think really that we should get your mom out of uh, LA County <laughs> and get her down here in Orange County. What is your what do you think about this? This it's this, so sad. It is it's crazy. a be, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful city. Otherwise, it, it exorbitant Was. property values. Mm -hmm. And I have friends that have moved out because of the safety of their children. They can't walk down the street to go to school because of the homeless camps yeah. all along in Brentwood, where they're paying exorbitant prices for homes. Yeah. Uh, Hollywood Hills, we had that shooting between a homeowner and a and a and a burglar. Mm -hmm. It's just it's just horrible that they're allowing the 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 city to go to. And go what to do home. I tell you when you leave here to go visit? Your relatives, I say, don't wear any bling and put something on. Yeah, it's, it's scary. <laughs> I tell my mom when we're driving, like even when we're driving, because she has a very nice car and we're at lights. Um, she's like, why aren't you taking the streets? I'm like, I'm not driving on the streets. I'm taking the freeway as much as possible because right. I don't want to be I don't want to be stopped at lights in Crenshaw, you know, yeah. in certain parts of town at night. What about and, Wilshire? Pretty uh, busy, though. right? It's pretty busy. Yeah. So that's the benefit. But um she has you know 24-hour security in her building it's a gated parking lot it's like you have to live like a like a prisoner in your apartment or house or whatever it's very disappointing your gated communities and things like that when you're paying the particular oh my gosh. Like absurd prices to be a prisoner in your own home right it's just insane. get her down here tell her you know what i've had it and i want you visit going up there visiting her. tell her i'm <laughs> tell Andy's not going to let me visit you anymore because of what's happening. They just took, they're down to 10 officers, the, the detectives. Well, hopefully I won't be the victim of a homicide. A homicide case takes forever to investigate. I was a sex crimes detective and it would take sometimes a year to investigate one of the five or 600 cases I would get a year. Oh. And you, how is it? I mean, there's no, there's nothing good that's going to come out of going down to 10 uh, detectives and homicide there at LAPD. There's For nothing sure. good. Uh, I'm just going to share one more thing. And I think this is one of the things that makes me the happiest. I don't know if I gave you this news, but um, my, said, Dad, my 16 year old, I was talking to Kelly and he, or I'm 16 year old. I shouldn't have said his name because now he's, they're going to go after him. But he says, dad, uh, I just realized in 2024, I will be 18 and able to vote for president Trump. Oh, what a, how happy does that make me? <laughs> Very happy. <laughs> That is so cute. I didn't realize that. He, he, all, I didn't ask him and I didn't say, I didn't even realize it myself. He goes, dad, I go, what? Like he was all excited. He goes, I just realized I'm going to be 18 in 2024. And he goes like, he's counting. He goes, yeah. yeah when Nofer comes around, I'll be 18 and I'll be able to vote for President Trump. And I go, That's oh my God, happy. you just made me the happiest dad in the world. 
That's fantastic. Oh, I'm just so happy about that. Well, Hetty, it's been great to have you on my show. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I will thank my um, our booking agent oh, for getting you on the show. At the last minute. At the last minute. That was very cool. All right, my friends, I just wanted to bring back uh, a little bit of this show. It's been a while since we've done an Andy Falco show, but um, with the uh, the upcoming news that I gave you about the new network and what we're going to be putting on there, I'll also be putting on uh, the Fearless Man podcast, uh, the video version on the same network too. So um, I'll give you more details about it uh, when we uh, when we have more information. Should we tell people about your Remnant Rising show that's coming? This is another one we're going to be going into detail, uh, but on a biblical aspect. Yes. of what uh, all this happening in regard to the search warrant and President yes. Trump. Saturday uh, airs um, live on uh, hisglory.me, and that's at 5 p.m. Pacific time, 8, 8, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Awesome. And they find that where? At hisglory.me. What is it? Dot .me. Hisglory.me. One more time. Hisglory.me. <laughs> all right, my friends. We love you guys. God bless, and uh, have a great Friday. And uh, we'll see you soon. Take care. Bye. Bye.